0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned in to our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. How's everybody doing? Awesome. What an honor, what a privilege to be up here preaching the Word of God. And like SP said, Pastor Chris and Gabby... Are not here today and i feel very honored Have you, pastor if you guys are watching thank you so much for these opportunities and we bless you and i know you guys are having a great time and and this is what the kingdom is about right that it's not about one person it's about jesus it's about jesus it's about him and he lives through us and he continues to expand his kingdom here on earth right so we're in a series called shift and in the past two weekends Um, um, Pastor Max and I preached last week. He preached in the first service. I was able to preach in the second service. And then today, I'm preaching in the first service, and now he's preaching in the second service. So the series called Shift, but these two weekends, it's called Back to Back, Black on Black. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but you know what Pastor Chris did? You know, in in the game of baseball, you know that there's um, the third bat, the fourth bat, you know, last week, Pastor, Pastor Max was fourth bat. Now today, I'm going to be the fourth bat. So now, now today, I'm the third bat. Now he's the fourth bat. So in the next service, you're going to be the cleanup man. So imagine the bases are loaded and just hit a dead center, brother. Hit the grand slam. That the presence of God is here to back us up. You know, we do this through him. You know, he's the one changing the hearts. He's the one touching people's lives. So um, why don't we pray also before we start too. Father, I just thank you for everything you're going to do today, Lord. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here, Lord, to preach your word. Father, we just prepare our hearts to receive your word, to receive what you have for us today, Father. Father, I believe that the same way that we came today, we're not going to leave the same way, Father. I know that you have a word for us today, Father, and we're just going to embrace it. We're going to receive it in our spirits. Today, Lord, this is a day that you're created for us to rejoice in it. And we're going to rejoice in it because your joy comes from your Holy Spirit. Your peace comes from you, Jesus, from you, Father. And your justice comes from you, Father. Your justice is Jesus when he went to that cross, when he carried our sins, when he paid the price for us, for our freedom, for our salvation. And we can live this life in abundance, Father, that you promised us in John 10.10. So, Father, thank you so much. We love you, Jesus, and in your name we pray. Amen. So, we started this new series called Shift. And um, I'm going to be talking today. um, We're going to be using the same verse in every series to start the series, to start the teaching, and it's Romans 12.2. And Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and custom of, of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What is the change that God wants to do in our lives? I was going to, I had in my notes that I was, I was, I was going to say today that by the end of this year, God was going to change us. And God, the Holy Spirit told me this morning, no. By the end of this month, God is going to change us. And I'm like, wow, Lord, I receive that in the name of Jesus. But how God wants to change us and turn, turn us into new people? By changing the way we think. By transforming our thoughts. That's the way God wants to change you. And only God can change the way you think. But what do he wants from us? He wants like the verse like I said at the beginning of the verse, He doesn't want you to imitate, he doesn't want you to to copy the behaviors of this world. so that's the part that we need to do, and then we need to let God transform us the way we think. If you don't let God transform the way you think, if you don't let God work in your mind, you will never experience the will of God for your life. That it's good, that it's pleasing, and that it's perfect. Because I know a lot of you read this verse and you're like, I don't think that verse is for me, Pastor. I don't see the will of God in my life like this. You know why? Because you haven't let God transform the way you think. The will of God is good. The will of God is good. This is the, of everything I'm going to talk today, if this will be a change in your mind, a new mindset, that you will leave these doors and you will understand that no matter what, no matter our circumstances, you don't understand that God is good, I'm telling you, your life will be transformed. You're like, Milton, what do you mean that God is good? You have no idea what I've been through. You have no idea the suffering that I go to. You have no idea the disappointments that I have in this life. You know, how can you tell me that God is good? That's where there needs to be a change. And you know, when there's a change in your heart and your mind and you start and you add that as a core value in your life and you start believing that God is good, I'm going to tell you, this is how it happens. So maybe some of you right now are, I'm just going to give examples. Maybe you're looking for a house right now and you're trying to buy a house. And you're putting a contract on a property. And you're all excited. And you're like, oh, this is going to be my house. Look how beautiful it is. Look, it even has my favorite color in the inside. Look, look at the driveway. It's perfect. It's like I want it. It has a pool. And you're all excited. And you put the contract. And you're like, God, I, oh, God spoke to me today. I know the house is mine. Oh, Jesus, I I, I declare this house is mine. And then the realtor calls you. Oh, somebody, I'll just outbid you. you. It's not your You're not going to get the house. And you're like, oh, my. What happened, God? And then you start getting mad and frustrated. And you start questioning God. But when you know that God is good, you know how your reaction is? God, I know you have a better house for me than that one. You'll be like, that was not my house. That was not what you have for me, God. I know you have something better for me, God. You're having a bad day today at work. You're having a really bad day. You're like, it doesn't matter how my day was today. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. Next day, you have another bad day, you wake up again, you're like, at the end of the day, you'll be like, no, tomorrow will be a better day. And it's here in your mind, whatever you're going through. God doesn't want to change your circumstances. He wants to change the way you think. Because if God resolves all your issues, everything you want right now, will you just give it to you? In four months, there will be new issues that will come to your life. You will be in the same position again, but if God changes the way you think and the problems they stay there in four months, trust me, you will see life in a different perspective. God will put you new glasses like this, and these glasses are called Jesus, and you will see life how Jesus looks at life, and you will stop struggling. And you understand that God is good. Family, when you enter the kingdom of God, it's a win-win situation. It doesn't matter what you go through. Why? Because life doesn't end here. Life, our real home is in heaven. That's one day where we're going to be with the Father, with the Son. We're going to be face to face with God. And the glory we're going to experience there is nothing compared to what we're going through right now. And now you don't understand. But one day, trust me, you will understand all this. It won't make sense. The will of God is pleasing. Pastor, what do you mean, Milton? It's pleasing. I don't see nothing pleasing in this life. It's just suffering and suffering and suffering. You need to find joy, man, in the middle of that, what you're going through. You know that if you start laughing and start laughing in those moments where, you know, when, when the devil is coming after you and he's just harassing you, you know that if you start laughing, the devil will be like, What's wrong with this guy? I can't believe it. Why is he laughing? Where are you getting that joy from? Oh, man. If you find joy, through those moments that you're like, I don't see joy, Pastor. I don't see joy. And you will be able to find that pleasing from God in your soul, in your heart, in your mind. I'm telling you, man, the devil will go crazy, and he will go away. (laughs) He will leave you. Perfect. The word of God, the will of God is perfect for your life. The word perfect, you know what it means? It means completely. It means whole. What God is doing in your life, maybe you're desperate. Maybe you're here and you're like, a year went by and you're like, oh, no, but I'm still in the same position. No, you're not. God is working on you, man. You need to let God work on you. And you think you're stuck. You think you're like, you're not, and you're not like, you're in the same position that you were last year. No, you're not. God is completing the, the, what he started in your life. He's completing su obra. his work in you. I have a translator here in the front. Thank you, guys. So his will is perfect. By the time Jesus comes back, trust me, the work will be complete in your life. But you need to let God process you. You need to let God work on you. And this is how you're going to understand that how good is the will of God for your life. Amen? So okay. So we could just leave. The service is over. <laughs> But this is what it's all about. It's here. Put your hand here and say, "God, change the way I think. I'm going to become a new person by the end of this month, and I'm going to experience your will for me, that it's good, that it's pleasing, and that it's perfect in Jesus' name. Woohoo. Victory. I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. So today, talking about changing the way we think, we're gonna be talking about how so no, before until I go, this was just introduction. So now we're gonna go into the teaching, but before we go into the teaching, I have a question. How can God change my life by changing the way I think? And it's only um to only through his truth and what, if, what is his truth it's his word this is the only way you know when you buy a, a new computer and it's brand new you know and what do you do you sit down and you start putting all those new softwares in the computer you know and you're there this is what god is doing he's putting a new software in your mind But us, you know, we have, we're like used computers. And we have all these old software. So we have like a Rene that is Julie's husband. And he's there like changing all those programs, taking them out and putting a new software. So that's what he's doing in our our brains. And this is the only truth that is Jesus that is going to be able to transform your life. But today we're going to be talking about. Not giving into sinful desires by being led by the spirit of the living God. Because I know a lot of you are like pastor, but now that I'm a Christian, why is it that I don't understand? I continue to struggle with a sinful nature. Why is it that I always end up doing the things that I don't want to do? Why is it that there's a constant battle in my life? And today, man, I came to bring you hope. I don't know what is it that you're going through. If there's areas in your life that you're like, I can't anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. And that's why the, 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 the name of the teaching, I titled the teaching calling Letting the Spirit Control Your Mind. So this is going to be the first point that we're going to be talking about this morning. Letting the Spirit control your mind. If the Spirit controls your mind, you're going to be able... And God is going to deliver you from those areas where you're struggling. And maybe you think you're never going to be free. Maybe you think you'll be like, I don't know if I'm going to be set free from this, man. I'm struggling with this every day in the morning. If you let the spirit of God control your mind, you will be set free. So let's go to the word of God. So let's go to Romans 8, 5, 9. And I'm going to read. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting, and this is the title of the preaching, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I don't know you, but I want to live a life of life and peace. I don't want to be continue to be struggled and tormented by the enemy. I want this freedom that God is promising me here in, this, in his word. So for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. And it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. And you're like, Pastor, so how? How do I let the spirit control my mind? How do I let God come in here and let him take control of my thoughts? Man, you're going to have to surrender everything to God. You're going to have to read this shirt that I have here right now. This is why I'm wearing this shirt. What does it say? God, I let go. Do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to have to let God do it himself by surrender everything here. Surrender everything. Just let go. Let go. And let your mind be led by the Spirit of God. We're already, in this body, we're already struggling and dealing with a sinful nature. Don't please, don't give what this body is asking you to give him. This flesh will constantly ask you for things, that will lead you to death. And you need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and say, you know what, Lord? I don't want these things. I want you to lead me. You know, stop thinking that you're so strong. And that you could, you could, you could be like, oh, I could go to those places, Pastor. I don't have a problem visiting those places. You know, I could go in those places and I won't be tempted. Man, you're not a firefighter. Stop thinking that you, that you were called to turn off those fires. You're there driving around, and then you see a building on flames, and then you go inside, and there's some firefighters in there. You're like, hey, guys, I'm here to help you guys. And the firefighters are like, what are you doing, man? You didn't even have an uh, address. You didn't even have the clothes, the right clothing. What are you doing? There's places that God hasn't called you to be in those places. But you're there, and then you come, and you t- and try to take control. Like, no, no, let me get the hose. I'll turn the fire off. And then, you know, you're not realizing that that building is about to collapse. And then when it collapses and it comes down and you're like, God told you, I never told you to be there. Those firefighters are my angels. They're the one assigned to do these things. You know, there's things that God is the one doing it. It's not for you to do them. So there's places that God doesn't want us to be. We're not called to be in those places. Unless God is calling you to preach the gospel in those places. But if not... You're not not meant to be there. There's things that we're not supposed to be watching. We're supposed to be taking care of what? Of your eyes. eyes. You need to be careful what comes in through here, through your eyes. So you could protect this here, your mind. You know, I'm not saying to turn off your Instagram account, your Facebook account. No, I have Instagram. I have Facebook account. I have social media. Just be careful when you're there sliding the things that pop up and come out. There's things that we just, you know, just turn it off. Don't watch. There's news that you're not supposed to be watching that just come out. Change the channel. Change the channel. Don't stay there watching it. Change the channel. Take the control and change it. Don't engage with that information. Amen? Okay, so let's go to our second. So the second one is give yourself completely to God. Okay, so we're going to go to Romans 6, 12, 18. Okay, perfect. So don't let sin control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, Give yourself completely to God for you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what's right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, live life under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace, has set us free from the law, does that mean that we could go on sinning? And Paul says, of course not. Don't you realize that you have become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads you to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads you to righteousness living. Thank God. Once we were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from the slavery to sin, and you have become slave to righteous living. So, on my second point, this is a decision that we personally need to make. You know, we're not a slave to sin anymore. God is the one who controls our life. He's the one who's leading you. He's the one who's guiding you. And you need to trust what I have read right now. And you need to believe God that he's in control of your life. That the Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you, to help you, to be your helper, to guide you, to have communion with you. You're not alone in this. The Bible says that we don't even know how to pray. The Holy Spirit teaches you how to pray. The Holy Spirit gives you the prayers the way you need to pray to God. And you're like, Pastor, how I'm gonna do this, man? We're so blessed that we have received the Holy Spirit. I know that a lot of you, maybe you have told God, "This is the only, this is all Milton that I have, only the Holy Spirit." You don't understand what you have been given. Christianity is about when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, man. When you repent from your sins, when you get baptized in the waters, and then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's when you're born again. That's the biggest blessing that you can receive, the Holy Spirit living in you. And I'm going to share a story right now of my son. I have a six-year-old son. His name is Little Milton. And it's like an analogy that I'm going I'm to use. That sometimes we've, I, I, I'm like, man, sometimes we react like him. You know, we tell God, oh, this is all you have given me. And you don't understand what you've been given. You know that last year we went to New York. My, my wife and I, my kids, we went to New York, and um, we went on on Fifth Avenue. We didn't go shopping. We went window shopping. You know, and I told them we're gonna go window shopping. Okay, window shopping. This is too too expensive. You know, so you know how you do window shopping. You walk. You go to. You stand in front of the store. You look at all the clothing, and you're like, mm mm mm. Okay, let's go next. And then you go to the next store and then you do the same thing and then you go to the next store because you know uh, my mind was like no we can't afford anything here in fifth avenue so we're walking in front of a nike store and and my daughter's like dad let's go in nike store please look at that it's huge the store and i'm like all right let's go inside so we go into the nike store we're there inside the nike store and um and this guy comes to us a sales guy and he's like hey i just got these jordans that came in in the store Jordan's, I mean, Jordan's that that normally you have to get them through the website, through GOAT aftermarket, and they could cost you like three times more than the retail price. And then, and the guy's like, look, and I even have the size of your daughter. And I'm like, you're kidding me, for real? For the retail price? And I'm like, I'm going to get the sneakers, of course, I'm going to get them, yeah, for 120 bucks, yeah, super cheap. eh? And then my other daughter, Stefania, she's nine years old, she's like, dad, I want Nikes too. And I'm like, do you have another pair for her? And, and And the guy's like, yeah, I have size for her. So she comes. He comes and he brings her some Nike for my daughter. So I'm like, perfect, man. This is so good. Super affordable. And then my son's like, how about me? Do I get Nikes? And I'm like, do you have Nikes for my son? The guy's like, okay, I'll be right back. So he goes back. he He goes to get some Nikes. And the guy comes back and he's like, Milton. I'm like, what? Unfortunately, I don't have the size of your son. And I'm like. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. And I'm like, don't say anything, okay? Just stay quiet. I told the sales guy. So we get the sneakers. We we go to the cashier. We pay for the sneakers. We leave. But my son, he's thinking that we got sneakers for him. And if you see my son around there, he's in the other building. My son is always carrying a little lunchbox. If you open that lunchbox, you know what he has there? He has a little thermo. A container and if you open it it's full of white rice because my son is is allergic to eggs to milk to nuts so i don't know why he loves white rice so he has white rice for breakfast he has white rice for lunch and he has white rice for dinner and he's obsessed with white rice so in my house if i'm driving i'm working martha calls me she's like oh The white rice is low. You better go get white rice. So I have to run to Publix or Walmart and get a bag of white rice. We always have to have white rice in our house. You don't understand what it is when he's like, "I'm hungry. I want white rice," and we have to make cook the white rice. So when we leave the Nike store next day, we go home. We're staying at my sister's house in New York, and I'm sleeping, and I hear my son crying, ah, ah, what happened, they didn't get me my Nikes, why, why, and I just get up, and when I get up, my two daughters are there wearing their Nikes, and they're like, oh man, look how nice they look, and he's there on the floor with an empty bag, crying, he's like, you didn't tell me they didn't have my size, you didn't give me the Nike's that I wanted. It. Why? Dad, why? And he's crying and crying and crying. And then suddenly, you know what he says? He's like, "All you give me is white rice." <laughs> that's "All you give me white rice." And I'm like, "I give you white rice because that's what you asked for." You know that that's us sometimes. We're complaining to God, God, all you have given me is the Holy Spirit. Man, and the Holy Spirit, like Daniel, he wants to have communion with you in the morning, at lunch, and at night. The Holy Spirit is there just waiting to have communion with you. And you're struggling and you're thinking, why is it that I don't hear the Holy Spirit? I have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do I have the Holy Spirit? Because you're waiting to hear an audible voice from God. And he's there with you. I don't like to say it this way, but he is your white rice. He is what you need. And he's not the only thing that God has given you. It's more than sufficient. It's more than enough. Just learn how to listen to him. I heard a man of God preaching and he had an encounter with Jesus in his living room and Jesus literally appeared to him. He saw Jesus in front of him and Jesus walks to him and he looks at him. I was watching this preaching on TV and Jesus told him, looks at him and he's like, no, my Holy spirit. Jesus turns around and he leaves the room. And then the pastor says, and I'm just there sitting and waiting and I'm like, what do you mean know the Holy Spirit? And then suddenly, the atmosphere of the living room changes. And the pastor said, I couldn't see it, but I know that the Holy Spirit was there with me. And the, reasons, the reason why Jesus walks away, it's because having the Holy Spirit living in you is having the Spirit of Jesus, Jesus living in you. And when I was preparing this teaching, I felt this burden because there's people here sitting here, a lot of of you, that you're still questioning God if you have received the Holy Spirit. No, is that I don't speak in tongues. No, is that I don't listen to him. And I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have repented from your sins, if you have been baptized, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for us. Just wait wait don't just walk away from him right away if you ask him a question sit there speak to him be patient calm down Baja la i don't know how to say that in english just slow down ask him questions and wait for for him to answer you i have asked questions to the holy spirit that he has given me the answer in the, in the moment, reading the Bible. I've asked questions to the Holy Spirit. He has given me an answer in a week, in two weeks, in a month, in three months. But the beauty of this is that when he gives you the answer, he will remind you what you asked him a month ago. He, you forget, but he doesn't forget. And then you will be like, ah, oh, got it, got it. So my last point, that I'm going to be talking today. It's about ask for the Holy Spirit and the Father, Father will give it to you. Ask for the Holy Spirit and the Father will give it to you. Luke eleven eleven. It says, you fathers, if your children ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask you for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So today, at the end of the service, we're going to ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. In the ministry time, I'm going to do a prayer. If you have never never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is going to be the day. That you're going to confess them. You're going to accept them in your heart. And then we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And then you leave this place and you will live. You will leave with the best gift, with the biggest blessing that God has given you. That it's not white rice. It's the Holy Spirit. Okay? Amen? So Acts 2.17. It says, in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young man will see visions. And your old man will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, man and woman alike, and they will prophesy. You know that today I've been prophesying since I got this mic? Because I've been encouraging you. to. Believe, I've been encouraging you to surrender your life to the Holy Spirit, to surrender your mind to the Holy Spirit. A word of prophecy is a word of encouragement. It's not just about me here talking about your future. If I encourage you to do these things, I'm already prophesying on your life. And that's what I love to do. I love to encourage people to go after God, to believe the Lord, you know, that he has great plans for your life. Amen. Acts 2.33, and in those days I will pour down my spirit, spirit, even to my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I already read that one, yeah. So I'm going to go to Acts 2.38 and 39, and it says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. That as a matter of fact, next month I'm going to be announcing at the end of the service, we're having baptism. Um, we always do our baptism here at church. And next month, we're going to do it in the beach. So if you have never been baptized at the end of the service, hmm? and, or next week, oh my God, even better. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Hallelujah. And then look what happens. So then, so, so you get baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, says the verse. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Family, this is for us, man. You know how many people I invited to come today, and they didn't come. And then this morning, I said to the Lord, you know what, Lord? Whoever's coming today is because you want them to be there, Lord. I have a chat where I play basketball at the gym and I'm there bombarding the chat and I'm like trying to, you know, like, like how do I get all these guys to come today? You know, none of them came today, but it was so funny because we have a basketball court. So I'm putting yesterday a photo of the basketball court and I'm like, Hey, who wants to play basketball tomorrow? at 1115 in the back. And most of them are like me, me, me. And they're like, okay, but you need to come at 10 to listen to the preaching. And then we play basketball at 11. And then somebody made a comment on the chat. He's like Milton. We're all a whole bunch of sinners, man. Don't keep trying. We're not going to go. And I'm like, and then I put, I have faith. I know that one day we will all be here worshiping God. And I'm not going to stop because every time, every week, I always post that message. Tomorrow we have a service. You're you're invited. And I have a couple of that have come here to listen to the word of God. But there's so many over there. And I'm like, Lord, I know that one day they will all be here. And we will all be together worshiping you. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna continue to sow seeds in their hearts until that day God touches them and they will come here and be saved. Amen? And I encourage you for you to do the same wherever you're at, wherever you're working, wherever you're at. So if the, I'm on, the worship team can come up, please. I'm the only one to get to say, mi amor. So Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We will receive what, says the word? Power. 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 You know that um, one of my favorite movies, it's... um." of the Avengers is Spider-Man. And I don't know if you've ever seen the first movie of Spider-Man when Uncle Ben is talking to Peter Park and he tells him, hey, with great powers come great responsibilities. You know that the power that God has given us, is not the power that you think like the one Bruce Almighty had, that God gave him all his powers and he could do whatever he wanted. He was walking on water and he was lifting up the skirts from other... And it's not that power. And then you're like, I got the power! That's not the power. It's the power to testify. And by the way, I know there's a lot of Batman fans here. If Spider-Man will have a one-on-one with Batman, Spider-Man will win. Okay? He would just put that little bat, you know, on the wall with some spider web there, and, and Batman will be done. You know. Spider-Man is superior. So, what I'm trying to tell you is, the power of the holy spirit is for you to testify don't be afraid to testify don't be afraid of what people are going to think about you if they're going to reject you if they're going to make fun of you don't be afraid to say that you're a christian and to give your testimony there's a lot of people out there they all they're like pastor bro I don't know the word of god I don't know what I'm going to preach man preach your testimony that's all you need to preach Talk about your old life. Talk about where you were before, where you were dead in your sins and now where God has brought you. That's all you need to speak about. Talk about the goodness of God, how, God, how good he has been to you, how he saved you. That is by grace that we've been saved. And God has given us that power to touch Others people's life. It's God through us. His power. Touching others people. It's not you. It's not you. Trying to convince them. It's not you. Thinking. That you're selling a product. That now you work for Amway. And you need to recruit that person. To enter into your network business. No. It's God through you. Entering those sons and daughters of him. Into his kingdom but letting you allowing you to be used by him and you speaking out your testimony and talking about the greatness of God and the king and talking about the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of Jesus Christ that is the good news my last verse Matthew 10:8 this is God speaking to us heal the sick raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Pastor Milton, how am I going to do this? By the power of the Holy Spirit. What do you do when you see somebody that is sick? Oh man, um, I just look at them and I leave. God wants you to pray for those sick people, man. I heard so many testimonies of people praying for sick people. And they're like, man, I pray for this person and this person die the next day. And maybe God saved that person through your prayer. You don't know. You know, it's not, you know, like oh, I heard of testimony of people praying for thousands of people. And then the number 2000 got healed completely. And when you understand that you didn't get that person sick. When you understand here in your mind that all we need to do is believe that God wants to heal that person and you pray for them and you let God take the glory and you're just being an instrument of God in his hands to bring his glory. That's our job and that's it. And trust me, when you start seeing people getting healed, you will get encouraged and you will start praying for more sick people. Amen? How many people we see that they're captive, captive here, with demons, with lies. Pray for them. And pray for the truth of God to come to their mind. Pray for those strongholds to be destroyed in their minds. And for last, I just want to, can everybody just stand up? just close your eyes for where you're at yeah. just let the Holy Spirit minister to you I don't know what you're going through but this is your moment between you and God this is your moment where you need to trust God and just surrender everything just let go right now just let go let go, let go of everything and say, God, I surrender, I surrender, I'm not going to continue to fight this. I can't carry this burden anymore. I'm so tired. You're not enjoying the life that God has for you. You're not enjoying God's will for you because you continue to carry this burden and you haven't surrendered it to God. And I hear God saying, my son, my daughter, This is not the life I have for you. I have given you my Holy Spirit. You're not alone. The Spirit lives inside of you. The Spirit is here to help you. The Spirit is here to set you free. Where my Spirit is, there is freedom. And Father, I pray right now that any lies from the enemy, Lord, will be cast out i pray jesus for for deliverance i pray for strongholds to be broken i pray jesus that any lies that my brothers and sisters have believed lord that right now lord in, in, in this moment father you reveal them the truth that you exchange those lies with your truth father the decision to invite Jesus into your life all of you that are watching through camera and if you're here this is the moment this is the moment where we call upon the name that is upon all names that is the name of Jesus now this is about this is between you and Jesus of you accepting him of you accepting this invitation of him calling you to be his follower To be a son and daughter of the almighty God. So I want you to repeat with me this prayer. Heavenly Father. I just want to thank you. For sending your son Jesus. To live a perfect life. And to die in that cross. For my sins. And Father and for you. Resurrecting him on the third day. Lord Jesus Jesus. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I surrender my life to you. I ask you for forgiveness for my sins. And from today on, I make the decision to follow you, Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Savior, Jesus. I am a son and a daughter of God. And now I belong to you. And nothing can separate me from your love and Jesus Christ. So thank you, Father, for adopting me and for making me enter into your kingdom and becoming a new citizen of your kingdom. Father, I thank you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.